dig into stories and workforce solutions happening across our network. My name is Holly Marston. I'm Network Director at the National Fund for Workforce Solutions. And today I am joined by Amy Durfee. Amy is Vice President for Workforce Innovations at Center State CEO based in Syracuse, New York. Hi, Amy. Hi, Holly. I'm so glad that you're here with us. Amy, I feel like I open the newspaper every day and there's something going on in Syracuse. Hit the highlights for us. <laughs> yeah, we've got a lot going on here. So um, we are so excited. We've got these huge economic development and workforce development opportunities here in central New York. Uh, thanks to the leadership of many of our partners, um, elected officials, all kinds of many hands have got us to this place where we have uh, Micron Technologies is bringing a gigantic micro uh, a semiconductor yeah. fab manufacturing facility here to central New York. We also have uh, Interstate 81 coming, which is one of the largest uh, highway projects in the state of New York. So we've got opportunities for thousands of construction jobs and uh, manufacturing jobs. For the Micron facility, we are very excited that there's an estimate of around 9,000 permanent jobs, half of which are estimated to be technician jobs uh, middle skill jobs that are accessible. And in construction, we've got all kinds of opportunities, both union and non-union. So we are busy building out capacity of the system so that those jobs can be accessible. Our mission is to ensure that as economic growth happens here in central New York, that that growth and prosperity is available to everyone. So we're gonna, I know we're gonna talk a little bit later about how that's happening, but um, it's an incredible opportunity for this community to be able to um, expand opportunities for wealth and income to families in neighborhoods and communities that haven't seen it for quite a long time. Yeah, well, let's dig into that a little bit because uh, having jobs, job growth, very important to communities like Syracuse and to the region more broadly but getting access to those jobs isn't so cut and dry, right? So talk yeah. about a little bit about how you're creating pathways to individuals that might not always have access to yeah. these opportunities coming in. So our organization, Center State CEO, um, we are an economic development and chamber for uh, the central New York region. And we have partnered with uh, the mayor's office of Syracuse in particular to develop two initiatives that are specifically focused on increasing access to careers that have, have been dominated primarily by men, mostly white men, um, and are really focused on bringing in more diverse talent. One of those initiatives is called Syracuse Build, and it's focused on construction. The other initiative is called Syracuse Surge, and it's focused on high-tech jobs like advanced manufacturing and software. Uh, so we've been able to, to implement our model in a number of different types of occupations with a number of different partners. For example, um, when we know that uh, for women, people of color, coming into a job where no one in your family has maybe been in the tech sector 
or you've never seen a woman electrician before. You don't know anyone in these sectors. You don't, the skills are new. We have been working with partners to expand an initiative that we built called Tech and Culture, which is a way for people, uh, particularly in advanced manufacturing and and, uh, software occupations, to discover the skills that they already have that would be useful in a high-wage, high-demand career. We also build networks and social capital so people can understand what those careers are like. We have speakers, African-American coders and leaders in uh, manufacturing and tech careers speaking about their experience and how they made their way. What are the unwritten rules of this industry? How, How to move through it so that you can advance and also inspiring people. One of the things that we see is we spend a lot of time working on is imposter syndrome. So as people um, who are new to these industries come into them, boosting their confidence, providing actual real technical support to them so that they can succeed. We've launched a coding apprenticeship here in in Syracuse that is uh, a way for people to get into coding early in their skill journey and um, we provide lots of wraparound support, including on the employer side. Every employer involved in that apprenticeship goes through and participates in a a diversity, equity, inclusion set of workshops so that they have access to that sort of information as well and can improve the environments that apprentices are working in. Um, On the construction side, we've been very fortunate, the leadership of the mayor's office to be able to launch Syracuse Build. It is um, operating out of our our, uh, local workforce development board. And we've launched a very successful pre-apprenticeship program called Pathways to Apprenticeship, bringing uh, primarily women and people of color into the unionized building trades. And the reason that is working is because we have union leadership who understands why this is important, They are championing it within the local labor environment. We are bringing more and more unions to the table. And we've got union apprenticeship instructors in the classroom. That, and we've involved, we spent a long time building the program with unions. So there's an exchange of understanding what are they looking for? They're involved in the program from start to finish. And these unions are fighting over the graduates from these programs. And then we continue to provide ongoing support as as the graduates enter and um, stay in apprenticeship. I'm not going to say it's an easy process. Um, it's been there's been bumps and bruises along the way, and we're all still learning. Um, but we are we feel like we've got a lot of the pieces in place that are going to prepare us for these two large opportunities that we've got in front of us. I love that you all are trying to tackle this question of belonging, both from the individual level of where do I belong, where can I see myself, and also at the organization or employer level of who belongs here and how do we best support them. And that piece of belonging and those mental model shifts, which I know you and I can geek out on forever, are core to ensuring the success of workers. Another thing, though, is all about the systemic challenges around transportation and childcare. And we, wouldn't, we can't be talking about women in workforce without talking about those things. 
what's what's happening in Syracuse around around those those systems in, in particular? Yeah. We've got a lot of incredibly smart, creative people working on these issues here. Um, it's not new to our area. This is something that people deal with all over the country. And I'm not going to say we've got a magic bullet. Um, but what we started to really figure out here is that childcare, at least here, is a workforce issue within the childcare system itself that the business model is very challenging for owners of childcare businesses to maintain. Um, state subsidies are low and that means wages are low. And so it's becoming an issue in terms of childcare facilities being able to attract and retain childcare workers. So it's really a workforce issue on two levels within the system itself. And then um, for all the other industries of people who need childcare. Um, on transportation, we've actually started to innovate around a program that we built called Vehicles to Work, where we are giving people uh, the tools they need to get access to an affordable, reliable vehicle. We piloted this in our construction programs because we knew that if people work in construction, they need to have a car. We didn't want to just train people construction and then hope they got access to a vehicle. Um, so we built a whole program to get people access to funds to repair cars, to um, fix their driver's licenses. We have legal aid attorneys working with DMV. We have rental cars. We've got people dealing with getting their insurance rates discounted. Um, so that's a pilot that we're growing to get people into automobiles, but the public transit system is a whole nother story. Um, Syracuse, the Syracuse area is very spread out. Um, it's primarily a bus system. And I think the, the coming of these large projects is causing people to start to think about it differently. But I will say, I know in the, I've been doing workforce development for a while. And what I've noticed is that workforce system, childcare system, and the transportation system we're three different systems that often just work next to each other. We have very different um, vocabularies. We have very different funding streams. And I think that's our really our next frontier for all of us is to figure out how do we integrate these systems better? Because the workers are the ones that are paying the price for these systems not really working that well together. You think about a mom who's got a kid, she's got to get the kid to childcare, she's got to get herself to work. Where does the bus line go? What time does the childcare open? What time does her shift start? What time does a bus go by the childcare? Like there's just sort of this puzzle that workers have to put together. And there are some, you know, tweaks. We've, we've talked with employers about changing their shift time. So they align with bus schedules. We've worked on mapping out where are childcare centers related to different employment centers? And that work is, I think, our next our next chapter um, here locally. And I know we'd love to learn from other uh, regions and municipalities that have started down that road. It's a perfect call to action, Amy. Thank you so much for joining us today. And for those watching, stay tuned for next month's State of Our Workforce, where we'll big, dig into another story in our network. <laughs> State of Our Workforce, Where Are We Now? is a production of the National Fund for Workforce Solutions. 
This episode was produced by Josh Enoch. The music in this episode is produced by Alex Productions. You can find past episodes of State of Our Workforce on our website at www.nationalfund.org. State of Our Workforce is also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you may listen. State of Our Workforce airs live monthly on LinkedIn. Follow the National Fund for Workforce Solutions on LinkedIn to get updates about the next live recording of State of Our Workforce. Thank you.